Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Welcome into another edition of Maddie and the Caddy. Be sure to go to Apple Podcast, subscribe, download. Also in the ESPN app, rate us, like us, love us. Hit us up on social media as well. Instagram, Maddie and Caddy. Twitter, Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and, and then Caddy, C-A-D-D-I-E. We appreciate all of your support. Earlier, we caught up with Hall of Fame running back Terrell Davis, who, like everybody, caught the golf disease. Hall of Famer Terrell Davis making time for us on Maddie and the Caddy. Uh, TD, we ask everybody who sits down with us, state of your golf game is what? Uh, under construction. <laughs> <laughs> and it has, and it has been for the last 15 years. You know, it's seriously, man. I'm constantly working on it. It's one of those things that, you know, you know, golf, man. You can never perfect it. And it just, just takes like, you know, constant, um, work. It's work, man. And the problem with me is I'm always tinkering. I'm always changing. I don't stay consistent with something. Trying You're to, Padraig Harrington. You know, and that's, that's, that's true. That's true. You know, I'm like, I'm Sergio Garcia. I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know, good golfers tinker. Like, you know, Kevin Nye, right? Major tinkerer. But the man just won the tournament. But and you know what it the is? The first one was seven years before. I, I know. I, I know. <laughs> but you know what? It's it's just persistence. It's committing to something, and you knowing that if you stick with it, the result the results are going to be there. It's because you're a pro athlete and you're wired to consistently improve. That's that's what it is, and that's what it is. And, you, and we always trying to. But with this, I need to stick with something. Just stick with it, <laughs> and just go through the pain. And see what happens. See, but this is also because you reached the highest level of level in the NFL, and now you look at this golf game and be like, with the ball sitting right there, everybody quiet. It's, it should, I, it, it, all it I gotta hit is that little hole right. That's it. It's it, easy. It should be. It should be easy, <laughs> but it's not. It's not. Here's the other issue. You just talked about it. I'm used to playing football, doing something that's active, a motion. You know, noise, crowds, movement, constant movement. Golf, it's static. Not it's, reactive. It's not reactive. It's static. You're sitting there, and it's just too much time to think. Thinking is a dead man game. If you think as a running back, you are in trouble, man. So <laughs> I, I'm just thinking too much out there. When did you pick up the game? What drew you to it? Uh, I picked it up in around 95, 96. Well, what drew me to it was I was invited to all these tournaments, right, like yeah. this. And so you go to these celebrity uh, celebrity pro, um, pro-ams and you play in it. And I remember this one guy, man, He's uh, he was in my group, and he made this little comment. Ho, 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 hey, you need to stick to your day job because I couldn't play. <laughs> so I'm shanking the ball everywhere, and he made that comment. I remember thinking, all right, all right, damn it, I'm going to show you, man. I'm going to show you. <laughs> you lucky so, I'm not so, allowed to beat your ass, guys. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so, so, so he got me, got me a little, you got me a little, little heated. <laughs> So I went back and just started working on it, and um, and I and that was in you know it was actually about ninety six, and I and so I was working a little bit on it, but the problem was I didn't have a coach, and so I started to ingrain all these bad habits and the swing, and I was I was doing what felt good, but when I saw myself, you know, years later, it just looked horrible. You feel like oh, my swing is like Adam awesome. Scott, and then, then you see that mug on camera, and like, you like ooh. I look like Charles Barkley. <laughs> That's messed up. No, never like Charles Barkley though. <laughs> My worst swing did never, never looked like Charles. But yeah, so it, you know, and then it just became, you know, you hit that one good shot, and it's like, man, you chase it. You trying to find, you trying to chase it. Oh, that felt good. And then you start to realize, man, this is this game is pretty cool. Uh, very competitive. You know, players on the team play play it. 
And then at about 90, when I got hurt in 1999, tore my ACL, yeah. is when I was rehabbing. That's when I really, really took the golf. You know, started just kind of reading, you know, golf magazines, uh, watching, you know. The addiction. The, the addiction started putting, chipping uh, with the torn ACL. And then uh, when I came back, man, it was on. It was just go full bore, man. So who's the dude you're most proud of beating on the golf course? Uh to beat? Yeah, what was the one moment where you like, yeah, I've been waiting to whoop this dude. I'm still waiting. <laughs> still waiting. Best score. I, I love to beat John. I love to beat John, man. But my best score, I was one over par, shot a 73. Uh, oh. and, yeah, yeah, that was my best score. But that was after I retired and I got into golf full-time. I got a coach. Matter of fact, my coach is here. Uh, Stan Sayers was my first coach. Um, and so we. this was my routine. We'd get up in the morning. Uh, do short game stuff, you know, go play 18 holes, come back, have lunch, go practice again, play 18 holes. And I did that for like a month when I retired. And so my score, it actually got worse before it gets better. And then all of a sudden, man, it just clicked. Yeah. And all of a sudden, man, my scores just started dropping and uh, just started shooting. And it was really just more course management and just learning how to play golf. Instead of just thinking every shot, you know, you can hit every shot, there's some thought behind it, right. which I didn't have that before. So when I, once I got that and just being able to understand, okay, you don't need to try to make a, you know, a hero shot. You know, the, 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 the odds of you making a shot to pull it off is slim, slim to none. So why even try it? So right. there, was, there was a lot of that, man. But then my boss racket became a lot better, and I got really good at it. And then I started getting to a point where I'm like, man, I was obsessed with it, and I started spending too much time on the golf course. <laughs> And it was just, but then what happened was I plateaued. I wasn't getting any better. I started to get a little worse, and I'm like, wow, if I did all this and all I'm doing now is right stuck here, here, yeah. what is it going to take for me to go there? And I realized I cannot do that. So it just became fun for me to play the game and just be good enough to get around the course. And I didn't care about being a scratch golfer or anything like that. If I shoot, you know, 80s or you know mid 70s something like that that's that's great round that's of golf fun. for me I'm, right. that's fun golf for me yeah all yeah. right terrell davis you made time for us you got to get out of here go yeah. play some it good kills me we got to let you know, go man right. i'll be i'll be back man. okay i promise back. you'll come yeah, on the I'll podcast and we'll spend a whole bunch of time Absolutely. together all right td thanks man appreciate you bro. all right thank you have a good one coming up next we're gonna hear from trent dilfer who by the way the only reason he took up golf was because of something that happened at home. That story coming up next on Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Welcome back to Maddie and the Caddy. Earlier, Trent Dilfer, Elite 11, used to be a colleague of ours at ESPN, one of the smartest football guys out there. Uh, by the way, watching him on the driving range, he's got just as good as golf swing as he does breaking down up-and-coming quarterbacks coming from the high school level to the collegiate level. But his story of how he picked up the game of golf is fascinating Trent what is it we were in a, a pro-am last week and in our group with uh with George Lopez it was Dan Orlovsky it was a uh, boomer Esiason it was a couple of other quarterbacks what is it about you quarterbacks that make golf sometimes look so easy it seems to be the quarterback that complains. Well, it's never easy um <laughs> I think auxiliary time that we're not you know when we lift and we work out and we work long hours but yep. we also have auxiliary time where our bodies don't need to recover as much these linemen, these tight ends, these backs, and they're throwing around iron, they're beating their bodies all year. They can't go out in the afternoon and play around the golf. They've just got too much soreness. So that's one of the reasons. I think anal- analytically, it fits our mind's eye. Uh, it's very strategic. Um, and then technically, you know, throwing is a technical thing. And people can dismiss mechanics all they want. But if you look at the Hall of Fame, all their mechanics are the same. If you look at the best 
guys now, best college guys, best high school guys, there's about six movements in the throwing motion that are consistent with all great passers. So you have to be dialed in to that mechanical eye, that technique eye, and golf is very technical. So I think the challenge of that is is fascinating for us. What's the most nervous that you've ever been and can compare a football game to teeing it up in front of a crowd? Uh, the two most, the two moments I've been most nervous was 1996 or seven. We're playing a golf tournament in New Jersey called the Cadillac with all the senior tour players. And the first hole is this downhill tight hole and the thousands <laughs> of people lining the fairways. And you had a two iron in your hand. I thought I was going to kill somebody. <laughs> That's number one. And number two. Wait, what, you, what happened? I got it in the fairway. That a boy. Like a, little, like a little chunk cut just to <laughs> get it in play. Yeah, yeah. And not to kill any 12 year olds. <laughs> And then here, I would say multiple times here at Edgewood in this tournament where you feel great, you're comfortable, you don't feel nervous, and next you know you have an eight-footer and your hands are shaking. Or you're up on the tee and you know your pre-shot routine and your mind's thinking about everything but your pre-shot routine. Uh, both those are 10x more nerve-wracking than any time in, ever in football. You know, we talk about it all the time, Trent, how golf, for whatever reason, you could be a CEO, you could be a politician, you could be Justin Timberlake, yeah. you could be Aaron Rodgers. Golf is the great connector of all of us. Yes, Why is. is that? I, I think, one, I think all those types of people are competitive. Um, they're per- performance-driven. Um, and there's a certain level of, I can compete with you at this. I may not be able to compete with you in your field, but I can compete with you out here. That's good, yeah. Um, and then it's a four-and-a-half-hour walk. And if you have any sense to you whatsoever, you're going to connect with the people next to you that you're mm. playing with, and you're going to dive into conversation that you may not have at a dinner party. And uh, there's an intimacy to playing four and a half hours of golf at a place like this with people you don't know that well and get to know them a little bit better. I look around at a place like this, and that's the thing that I think about. It's It would be hard to be angry no matter how you play golf. <laughs> if you're walking around here playing golf, like it would be hard to be angry. All right, so on your bucket list, who have you not played golf with that you'd like to? You know, I've never really given that a lot of thought. I've played with most of the people I want to play with. Um, Who's uh, been your favorite? I, I would say Tiger. I mean, yeah. I think everybody wants to play a Tiger just to see it. I followed him. I've been in the ropes watching him play, and it's a different sound. It's a different vibe. I think playing with them would obviously be a thrill. Maybe Jack Nicholas, just because he's the greatest of all time, and and to hear his stories. Um, and then an outlier, I don't know. Um, you know what, Roger Staubach. Roger Staubach's one of my all time favorite people. He was my hero growing up. I don't know him that well. I've met him a few times. I'd love to play around and golf with him as well. In the tournaments that you've been in, and the people that you've played with, what's been your favorite golf moment? Uh, we were playing a tournament in San Diego. It used to be called the Stan Humphreys. Now it's the Marshall Falk tournament. And I was, uh, you know, Rick Roden, who was a legend yeah. in celebrity golf, won, you know, 10x Everything. more tournaments than the rest of us combined. <laughs> right. Uh, me and him were in a neck and neck the final day and we were pulling away from the field and I shot 62 the last day to beat him. Uh, and that's probably my highlight of my golf career. I kind of <laughs> got silly with the putter, shot nine under. He shot 67, so it's not like I ran away with it. But uh, you did a Henrik Stenson on. Yeah, the shot a little 62. So that's I still that's my claim to fame in golf. I have way more 82s than 62s. <laughs> but it's the 62 that keeps you coming back. Now, before I let you go, I'm curious about this with everybody too. And this is we're talking to Trent Dilfer. How did you come to golf? Like, how? It's how a did great it story. Start? Actually, yeah. I got I got in trouble when I was 12. 
Uh, I'm not going to say how because it's pretty embarrassing. And my mom was so mad at me, she didn't know what to do with me for the summer. So the guy I got busted with, Mike Fuller, who's now a school teacher in San Francisco, my mom and his mom would drop us off at this public golf course in Watsonville, California, every morning at like 8 in the morning, give us a few bucks. We had my grandma's clubs, these old Wilson staff plates. <laughs> uh, we shared the bag, this leather old carry bag. We had to find our golf balls. We had to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner with a few bucks. We had to find golf balls, tees, all that stuff, and they'd pick us up at dark. That was our punishment. I was going to say, this was a punishment. Yeah, so I play. I was when always... You met, hold on, but when she first did it, were you like, what? Yeah, I, I, was, go to go. Yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> and then it became, I was like, mom, I can't believe you're doing this to me again. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> and I was Tom Watson. He was Jack Nicholas. We played one-on-one the whole summer. Oh, when we started man. the summer, we couldn't get it 30 yards. By the end of the summer, I was hitting flop shots. And that's where I developed my short game. I have a really good short game. I always have, have good hands, can putt, chip, hit flop shots, hit low ones. And it was because the club we fell in love with was the sand wedge. And it had the whole middle was all worn out. But we'd bury the ball in bunkers and try to get up and down. We'd put it in the bushes. We'd hit it from 98 yards and 8 yards. Uh, never really learned how to drive it that well. Still struggle with that. But I uh, could get it up and down from a phone booth. And that's because at 12 years old, that's what I fell in love with. See, here's the deal. Nowadays, parents, they give the kids iPads. Back yeah. in the day, Drop go play the golf. golf, course. Go golf what a course, great yep. story. Hey, Trent, That's we appreciate awesome. it. I just locked my kids out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did the same thing. And I put the iPad in the window so they have to look at the – if you stand by it, you can just look at your iPad, but you're not playing with it. So that thanks, is, thanks That's awesome, guys. man. Hey, good catching up with you. Always good to see you. Right, appreciate it. Just appreciate so, it. so you know, we're friends with Nicholas, so we might be able to uh, – I would little... love that. All right, man. Thank you, Trent. That's it. Again, our thanks to Terrell Davis, our thanks to Trent Dilfer. A reminder, download, subscribe, Apple Podcast, ESPN app. Hit us up on social media, Maddie and Caddy, Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back next week where we'll recap the PGA Championship. Who wins the final major championship of the season? Find out next time on Maddie and the Caddy. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.